But we do have Professor Tiniko Maluleke, a political analyst, who will be joining us for this discussion, as well as Casper uh, Handing, who's a retired secretary to the National Assembly. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time this morning. It's a pleasure, Sakina, uh, to speak to you and your listeners. Uh, good morning to you as well. And uh, I think to start this discussion off this morning, let's just take a listen to uh, some of what went down in the National Assembly yesterday. Honorable Mbete is a competent member of this House. She's a former Deputy President. She has her flaws, but we respect her as an experienced politician. What this motion is about is about the office she holds in the ANC and what it means to holding the office of speaker. She cannot serve as leader of the ANC and a neutral speaker in this house. The conflict of interest is untenable. Honorable members, parliament can only work when the speaker puts country and the constitution before party. And this is the, honorable, is, is the truth, honorable members. The ANC knows that it's losing public support every single day. It loses votes, election after election. And in fact, President Zuma is more unpopular than ever before. The ship that Zuma's ANC is slowly sinking, and Lituli House is deploying every means to slow down the sinking of the ship. We see this playing out every single day in this parliament. Honorable Balegambete has been deployed here to make sure that President Zuma doesn't have to answer tough questions in this parliament. And in so doing, she is placing party before South Africa. When Speaker Balegambete hires former ANC MP MPs to offices in parliament that are supposed to be independent, she is placing party before South Africa. When Speaker Balegambete allows the security cluster to militarize uh, parliamentary security to intimidate opposition MPs, she is placing party before South Africa. In fact, when Speaker Mbete holds an ANC rally in the precinct of Parliament, as she did this afternoon, she is placing party before country. And that was uh, Leader of the Opposition, Musi Maimane. And uh, Peter Mulder of the Freedom Front Plus had this to say. When in 1994, the Deputy Speaker in the first Parliament, Dr. Ranshot, was not from the governing ANC party. In the second and third Parliaments, we are chairpersons from other political parties. I think of Ben Skusana, Farouk Kasim from the IFP, and Sandra Bota from the DA as examples. So in this fifth parliament, all of the speaker and chairperson positions have been taken for the first time by the ANC. And then Kanyisile Litchfield Chabalala of the EFF had to weigh in as well, and this is what her contribution was. Lest we suffer misplaced confidence in a speaker that we know represents the ruling party, we stand here today and we say, let the judges preside, male or female. It is not a gender issue, much as degeneration into a situation where members want to use their buttocks to protect the president is not a gender issue. It is a sad day in Parliament 
when we want to de degenerate women empowerment to a point of them using their buttocks to protect corrupt male individuals. Honorable Member, your time has expired. Thank you very much. Well, that's just a taste of what went down in Parliament yesterday uh, during this uh, motion, uh, the vote of no confidence against the Speaker, uh, Baleka Mbete. And uh, turning to our panel now, uh, Professor Manuleke, the opposition parties obviously knew that this motion had no way of succeeding, but they went ahead anyway. Do you think that they managed to make their point? Well, <laughs> they managed to get three hours. Uh, of discussion uh, and three hours of being uh, watched uh, on television by South Africans. Um, they got their moment in the sun. Uh, they stood up and, and spoke uh, one after the other and engaged Parliament over this matter for, for three to four hours. Uh, but I think you are right. They always knew that uh, they would not win numerically. Uh, they probably had prepared their uh, post-defeat uh, uh, interview uh, uh, statements uh, before they went into parliament, uh, you know, so so, th so they knew, I think the point they wanted was to have this discussion. I am not so sure, though, that um, they knew the way it would end, that it would end the way it ended. Uh, I think that they were a little bit uh, taken by surprise with the introduction of a new motion uh, by by the ruling party uh, i don't know that they planned the walkout i think that the walkout was probably more impromptu uh, than than the three-hour discussions uh, that that that, uh, that were had mm. i also am not sure that they had bargained uh, for the kind of vitriol uh, and uh, that 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 went on, uh, and and the kind of hyperbole uh, with which they themselves uh, pitched the debate. Um, I mean, Parliament talking about buttocks, people being told they are nothing, and 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 one could could list a whole uh, lot of things that were said, uh, which which in my view are so unbecoming. Uh, of, of, of Parliament. I mean, it was a degeneration uh, of, uh, of parliamentary uh, decorum and, and speech that, uh, uh, that shocked uh, everyone, I think. And, and in that sense, I don't know if there's a winner. Mm, because and, and, and that is, of course, the next question. With all of that going down, do you think that they managed to, at the very least, put on the agenda firmly and discuss um, in any meaningful way the motion that uh, obviously speaks to the partiality or the impartiality of the speaker? You know, Sakina, I think part of the problem with this debate uh, yesterday was the very premise of, of, the, of the entire motion. You see, was this motion a motion about Baleka Mbete, the speaker, or was it a motion about the principle of, uh, of, of how constitutionally a speaker ought to be uh, elected? And I think in conflating issues around the individual called Baleka Mbete, and the constitutional principles that they wanted perhaps to 
to propose uh, amendments that they wanted to propose. That's partly where they lost it. Mm, but is that an unimportant consideration? I, I, I think it is important, but I don't think you want to conflate your feelings about a particular individual speaker with your, 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 your principles that you want to propose. If, for example, what the opposition wants to propose is that henceforth, let us ensure that a speaker of parliament is not also a chairperson or does not hold office or relinquishes all official positions in their party and so on. Mm. That is a proposal that has merit on its own. But to conflate that with particular uh, attacks or or sense of um, uh, disaffection with the, with the conduct of an individual speaker, I think then invites, if you like, the the the, the ruling party to defend the the person. And so you didn't know whether we we're talking about the person or we're talking about principles. We're defending a person or we're defending principles. We're attacking a person or we are attacking principles. And that's that's where I think they lost it a little bit. They should have just kept it at the level, in my view. I mean, but who am I uh, to tell them what to do at the level of principles and not conflate uh, the individual uh, merits or lack thereof of this particular speaker into the debate. Mr. Kasper Hunding, uh, as a retired secretary to the National Assembly, of course, you have been there, you've seen a lot. And what is your view, first of all, on what is currently unfolding in Parliament? Well, I think that it's a matter of grave concern because, um, as you, the other commentator pointed out, um, the different issues were conflated, that of the personality of the, of the current speaker. Um, with the whole issue of the constitutional principle um, of the role of the Speaker in Parliament. And um, from what I also heard of the debate, the, uh, the level of the, the tone of the debate was very, very poor. And it would have been very good for Parliament, I think, and for democracy if um, all, all sides had made a point of being polite and correct and, and respectful of each other in the process of the debate. All that name-calling, um, which, as the other commenter, commentator pointed out, is very unbecoming. And it, it made the whole debate and the whole exercise uh, a, a very negative one uh, for the country as well. Um, so that's my initial view as well. And and, and just looking, uh, for, uh, looking at the motion, rather, and... The fact that it was brought and the ANC and obviously one thinks of the Speaker of Parliament as an elect, uh, a, a democratically elected person from the House. So uh, what do you think of the merits of the motion that was brought by the opposition? It's, it's a legitimate uh, mechanism available to opposition parties when they are concerned that uh, a particular Speaker is, is not um, uh, in the first instance acting for the institution. Uh, speakers get elected by secret ballot in terms of the Constitution, with the Chief Justice presiding. So that means that the intention really is that all members should be able to vote freely for the person they think is best suited to hold that job. And the Speaker so elected needs to have and retain the support not just of the majority party, but of all parties and all members in the National Assembly. And, and to the extent that that starts disappearing, um, and that the speaker does not enjoy visibly 
the support of the opposition parties, that really becomes a serious issue and it makes it very difficult, first of all, for the Speaker to, to preside and, and, and perform her functions. She cannot simply rely on the majority party to, to continue. And uh, you talk about a secret ballot vote. Um, is there any way of tracking who voted where, how? Uh, no, those votes are, are sealed up and are, are locked away. They are not accessible. So they're not electronic votes. It's actually uh, no, on... They're, they're done on, on voting ballot papers. Which is very interesting. And then um, uh, Peter Mulder from uh, the uh, Freedom Front Plus, he raises another point and he says previous parliaments have appointed speakers of parliament from opposition parties. But he says under, the, uh, under this particular, uh, the current administration, things have changed and that the ANC has secured all the relevant positions for themselves. It seems a significant move that, that this time, for the first time, um, that kind of rapprochement, that kind of attempt to, to bring the opposition parties uh, on board has not happened, and I'm not sure what the reason for that would be. Uh, Dr. Mulder was right that in previous parliaments there was always at least one presiding officer who was from another party. Uh, so one isn't sure why politically they've now moved away from that. <clears throat> they were entitled to do that at all times, but to have done so now may have been uh, a problem. I think there's a need to, for uh, the parties to get together and to build bridges and to restore the confidence that the presiding officers must get from, from the House, without which they can't function. And uh, the uh, EFF, obviously their suggestion that the Speaker should be a retired judge. What's your take on that? I've heard that before. Um, it, can I say two things? The one is that I don't know of a single parliament in the world where they have decided to appoint a, a, a neutral arbiter as, as the Speaker. And the reason, I think, is essentially that many of the decisions the Speaker has to take uh, in this very political environment necessarily are of a political nature. The Speaker must act in such a way and take decisions in such a way that she retains or he retains the support of the other parties as far as possible. But it is without doubt the case that um, the decisions taken by the Speaker often are inevitably of a political nature.